Welcome to Chapter 2 of HealthSystemCIO.com's interview with Kyle Johnson, CIO at Eastern Maine Healthcare. In this segment, Johnson talks about what happens when a new leader changes the strategy, why she invited Gartner to speak with her team, and the challenge of dealing with multiple patient portals. There was a role of a chief quality officer, uh, vice president of patient engagement. Is that something that that, that was filled recently? Um, yeah, those were, and they, they actually were filled internally, so that those positions were under the um, office of the chief medical officer. So, okay. And that's Dr. Rob Thompson. That was part of his um, shared services um, strategy, and yes. And basically, we really didn't have um, a clinical function um, at the corporate office of EMHS, so, you know, Rob was really brought in to you know, kind of really, really create that. And much of that's happening by, you know, gathering others from around the system, you know, to be part of that function at the, right. at the EMHS level. Okay. And, and having roles like that really that does seem to speak to what you're trying to do in the next couple of years, just as far as uh, continuing to uh, conform to the new direction of healthcare and how things are changing from the new models of uh, new payment models. That's right. So you spent several years at uh, Trinity Health, and um, population health, was that, was that something that was a big focus for, for you and for the organization? Yes, um, I was at Trinity for 16 years, and the last three years was really spent on um, the development of population health in the organization. So um, prior to that, I'd really managed all the applications, all the, you know, the enterprise-wide applications, all the implementations of those applications. and. Actually, I had the, to be the warehousing um, team as well um, during that time, and so they actually asked me to, you know, spearhead, you know, developing, you know, a population health domain as part of our data warehousing function and develop the analytics, you know, to go with that. So, um, so that was pretty fun, um, you know, to do that and. Um, you know, I was doing data warehousing when a data warehouse in, in, in search of customers because, um, you know, back in, you know, 2005, 2006, folks didn't even know, you know, what they needed um, analytics for and, um, and queries and dashboards and the like. So I was actually in the early years, um, you know, trying to sell the services. And, um, right. and of course, today, you know, folks, folks are – much more savvy about data and information and, and what they needed for. So it's, it's, um, it's, it's better to be in that place, I feel like, than, you know, trying to sell something that people aren't sure that they need. Oh, yeah. So. Sure. And just um, kind of developing that, that analytics strategy, was there anything that, that really stands out as like a, a lesson learned or something that maybe didn't, didn't go the way you thought it would, uh, just as far as, you know, taking analytics to that, to the point where it is now? Yeah. Um, you know, I think it does sort of fall in the lessons learned category. Um, you know, so we were, we were kind of well down a path. We had picked a, a you know, a partner, a solutions partner when I was at Trinity and it was Explorus. Um, that they were our partner, and then we had a new CEO um, come into the organization, and Dr. Rick Gilfillan, and he had lots of experience. He ran the Geisinger Health Plan um, for a number of years, and he ran um, CMMI, the um, you know um, Center for Medicare and Medicaid Institute, um, part of CMS, 
you know, for a number of years. And so he had a lot of health plan and, you know, population kind of experience. And, you know, I think the lesson was that, you know, when you when you get new leadership in, you know, to the organization that, you know, you, you've got to be prepared that it can change the focus for the organization. And, and, and that's what it did. And he you know, really um, wanted to step back from, you know, some of the work that we were doing and, and you know, simplify what we were doing and start with some basic, you know, um, blocking and tackling and basically just working with claims data and not all the, the clinical data. So we had kind of been down a different path. And so, uh, and really he, um, I mean, he kind of came in in a six-month short time, believe it or not, um, you know, we... They're no longer using Explorus. This has happened since I've left, and um, I think they're working primarily with Care Evolution on a sort of a much smaller, you know, scope than kind of what we were after. So, um, so you know, it's um, it's just interesting what happens when you have um, leadership changes and how it can even change the focus, you know, sort of at that level. So, and I don't know, you know, I don't know that either way was right or wrong, um, right. but you know. Um, Definitely, new leadership can have um, a big impact on things. So, right. And then now you talked about um, in coming to Eastern Maine uh, that one of the the big drivers for that was the experience you had with uh, you know data, data analytics and warehousing. And uh, I could see I'm, I'm sure that this is another instance where having this lead, leadership change where you know you became the CIO and and you have this this experience with data management, data warehousing in a place where there is was no formal data warehouse. That that's something where you know it, it's going to change the focus uh, of the IS organization. Yeah, I, I I think so. In fact, you know um, they have a business intelligence uh, steering committee here, and um, and I'm part of the group, um, but was not one of the, the co-chairs to begin with. And um, and it didn't really take long before they, they asked me if I wouldn't mind being, you know, one of the co-chairs of this group and um, were really liking, you know, sort of the, um, you know, foundational work that we're going through right now. I actually had Gartner come in and, um, and you know, really talk about data governance and data quality and data stewardship and just all the, you know, foundational things that you have to do you know, to really um, have a quality, you know, kind of warehouse environment. And um, and I, I think folks just didn't have, you know, sort of the full picture appreciation of, you know, all that it's going to take to really do this work. But like I said, you know, kind of in everything that we do here, folks are open and excited for, you know, kind of taking on, you know, the next challenge. So I don't find anybody you know, kind of fighting that they're just hungry, you know, for information and learning. So, so that's, that's really been fun to be part of, you know, helping to teach and guide the organization to, you know, go down this path. Right. And, and it is such an, I'm sure it is such an interesting thing to be part of to see organizations like Eastern Maine going through this whole change where you go from volume-based to value-based care yeah, and they're they're pretty fast on the path here. I you know you know when I was at Trinity, we were in 26 states across um, the U.S. And, and when Trinity had merged with CHE Catholic Healthcare East, um, we got a lot more of the East Coast um, you know business. And and I think they're further along you know on the managed care um, journey. We have a lot more of our population under risk contracts here. 
Um, we have really seen the declines, you know, in our acute care business and, and surgeries, you know, in the hospital, the things that you, you know, will expect to decline over time. And we're having, you know, really large increases on the ambulatory side, which is this is all the shift that, you know, folks expect to see. And I think it's, it feels like it might be a year or two faster happening here than, than other places. So, so that is interesting. And, and just kind of managing, um, you know, the, the, the changes in reimbursement during this time, you know, it's, it's pretty challenging. Oh, yeah. When it comes to, to dealing with this whole shift, is that something where um, there is either like a specific uh, c- committees or some kind of leadership in place to just, um, you know, wor- work with the, the clinics and physicians on just, just on this change and, and adjusting to it? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. In fact, um, Geisinger's are... Um, they are our third-party administrator for our um, employee health plan, and we've been working closely with them for probably the last four or five years, and they actually um, helped us develop an efficient care model, you know, for our offices, and so we've been, you know, rolling that out over the last year um, to really, you know, make use of, you know, the EMR in a more effective way and just have, you know, um, all of our care team you know, working at the top of the license and, and, you know, it's not that the physician does every everything, you know, everybody's doing their part and playing the right roles, you know, in each of our offices to make that that much more efficient. Um, and, and we're, you know, reaping the, the benefits of that. We have a lot of care management in place as well, too, you know, through the ACO um, that's helping to manage um, patients, you know, through the different venues of care. So, and effectively using, you know, healthcare resources. Now, do you have um, any kind of a patient portal set up at this point? We do. Um, we we are predominantly using Cerner's um, patient portal on the um, on the acute care side. We use Centricities on the ambulatory side, since that's the bulk of our footprint. And then we have developed a, um, a you know a homegrown. Um, umbrella portal, if you will, that sits over the top of those two things. So for patients, it looks, you know, at least it looks seamless as they're signing in. And then, you know, as, as they, if they're looking at their hospital record, you know, they're actually in the Sterner portal. If they're looking at their ambulatory data, they're, they're on the centricity side. Those two things look a little bit different underneath the covers, but we tried to make that as seamless and transparent to the, um, you know, patients. Um, as we can. Right. And that's that's part of the difficulty of, you know, having two disparity MRs is that you get, you know, you get into the multiple portal situation and it's just really not very very good for your patients. Right. I mean, it, it, it's challenging enough to uh, to get the, the adoption and the engagement you need on, on one portal, so that's that's just adding a, a whole other piece to to the uh, the situation. Thank you for listening to this podcast from healthsystemcio.com. To hear other podcasts, visit our website or subscribe to our account in iTunes at healthsystemcio.com backslash podcast.